0: Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we will be speaking with Rosa Campagnaro. We will be speaking about Commedia dell'arte. You are listening to part two of the interview. If you haven't listened to part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Let's get to it. All right, Rosa, can you tell us a little bit about the Zani?
1: So, the Zanni is right at the bottom of the food chain, as I mentioned before. Pantalone and Magnifico is right at the top. Right at the bottom, we have Zanni, which um, the, the Adlecchino and the Brigallas and the Colombinas and um, the Pulcinellas, they're all Zanni characters too, but they've evolved a little bit from this particular um, Zanni, which is the most, uh, most disempowered character of all. Are you ready for another pop quiz question okay so zanni is the lowest status character in the Comedia dell'arte. who would be the zanni in the film shrek donkey well done very good so it's the low status character it's the sidekick uh and again it's motivated by food and disempowerment and the hunger um, informs the physicality. So when I'm teaching this particular character, instead of saying, this is how the zanni moves, this is how um, it, it, it walks or this is how it sneaks around, this is what it sounds like, I get students to feel hungry and imagine what it's like to be really, really hungry and then what does that do to you physically? And, um, and if you were to move around with that heaviness, that hunger, that... Um, that weight of the world on your shoulders all those um, thoughts and images help you create that physicality for that character but commedia de isn't just about exaggerated movement and uh, and body i think for commedia to actually hit home or to have some depth or to engage in a more profound way it has to have other levels um, for example, if you look at the Zanni and do your homework with that particular character, you'll see that um, the Zanni character was uh, was a migrant, and they would come from the um, farming areas in the north of Italy. And for some reason, maybe um, you know, maybe there was a drought, or for some reason the crops have failed, so they travel to the cities to look for work. And if you go, if you've been to Venice, um, you know that there is no um, farmland it 's all concrete it 's a it 's a concrete city it 's a city built on water, so these characters didn 't have these people didn 't couldn 't find work so they had to latch onto uh, a wealthy person and become their servant so this is why we have this dynamic between master and servant and the the idea of refugees and refugees take being taken advantage of like that 's a that 's a very current theme or issue. And it's something that, you know, when you're talking about the you can talk about
0: it on that level too, I think. Can you tell us a little bit about the myths of Commedia? And do you have any advice for teachers who want to take comedia on?
1: I think uh, stay away from YouTube. <laughs> um, the, so when you Google and you see how it's done, then suddenly there's an anxiety about I, if I can't do it like that actor's doing it, then I'm not doing it properly. But uh, I think Kumadia cool is about a process, like I mentioned before, and it's about playing. So get some masks, have a look at the masks. What do they make you do physically? Forget the rules for a little bit and just have fun and um and then you can look at all the research and and the rules that go with commedia but i think you have to start with being playful and having fun
0: which year levels do you suggest attempt commedia
1: i've worked with kids from prep right through to vc and obviously actors and 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 teachers and adults um and I, I'm, I find that you can pitch it at all different levels. So you could do the, the same exercises in different ways um, and it's not specific to any particular year level. Obviously, if you're looking at VCE theatre studies, then you go into a bit more depth. Or if you're looking at drama, you might look at the devising aspect. Or if you're looking at solo performance, then you look at um, the archetypes and how they can actually help uh, build a solo character or how how you can transition between characters. So I think commedia is relevant for any year level and there's so much that you can play with from improvisation to masks to LATSI um, that uh, it's never ending. There's material there for, for unit
0: upon unit of work. Can you tell us about the LATSI?
1: Sure. So... lazzi is more than one and lazzo is one Uh, and they're you know used interchangeably I guess and a lazzo there's a few theories about where it comes from there's a theory that it comes from the Italian word lazzarone which means scoundrel or, or someone that's cheeky, and, and so that, that would make sense because Latsis are playful, generally. Uh, the other theory is that it comes from l- uh, the word Latcho, which means it's like a sho- shoelace, so it means to tie something up, un lacho, uh, which also makes sense because the Latsis sometimes tie the action together. So we don't know, and it doesn't matter too much. So examples of Latsi. Um, could be acrobatic, you know, tumbling and cartwheeling and falling over. There's comic violence, uh, you know, fake slapping and kicking up the bum, that kind of stuff. It's always lots of fun. Food, I mentioned it before, the the zannies, the adlequinos, they're always motivated by food. So there's lots of latsies around um, food and eating too much or not eating enough or eating the wrong things or eating anything because you're so hungry. Other fun ones are malapropisms. Il dottore is always saying, try to sound smart. So he says says big words that he may not even know what they mean or he'll mix them up with other words. Um, For example, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Gloria character in Modern Family. Her second language is English, so she mixes up. Um, phrases in English and she's having a fight with Jay and she wants to say to him, don't you give me an ultimatum and instead she says, don't you give me an ultimatum? So um, those kind of wordplay uh, those kind of wordplay games are also uh, I think you play place them to um, enhance the action uh, and I was kind of thinking about this yesterday because we've been rehearsing one of our shows and we're rehearsing some new actors and you want the actor to find the lutz or themselves it's very hard to say "Mm, this is a choreographed lutz or this is how you do it because then the actor gets fixated on trying to get it right so i always try and get them to play first and then find it even though we're swapping actors often and everyone has to know the show in the same way, you have to have the actor find the Lutzel in their own way. But you need to allow for the play to find a Lutzel to begin with. Um, that's why Lutzes that are written into scripts are kind of difficult to do unless it's written in a way that allows the actor to play and then find the game themselves. For example, two years ago in our show, The Servant of Two Masters, there's a big um there's a big dinner scene where two of the masters the two masters are coming in to eat dinner at the same time and adele kino is trying to keep them away from each other so this was probably one of the biggest lutzies we had to tackle and we were like okay we have to break it up into games so the first game is that he they can't see each other so he keeps pushing one master out and then pulling the other one in so that's the first game the second game is that they sit down and they can't see each other. So he uses the menus to keep them away from it. So they, you know, to block their vision. Uh, And then the third game was the food comes out. So he throws food in their faces so they can't see and he manhandles them. So that was the other game. So we had to find different games to create that whole Lutso. Because if we looked at the original script and tried to do what was in the original script, it would have been quite stilted and difficult and maybe too choreographed. Or Lutzies can also happen naturally on stage. And then if, if they work, you put them into the show, you keep them in the show. So it's being open to that play, basically.
0: Can you briefly explain the hierarchy of characters, including the masked and unmasked characters?
1: At the top of the hierarchy, we have Pantalone, Il Magnifico, and the female version is Pantalona um traditionally women didn't wear masks on stage but as part of our philosophy in our company we want Commedia to evolve so we've created female characters that wear masks so we've got an adlakina and we've got a pantalona and we've got a strega as well i've just sidetracked a little bit but basically at the top we've got pantalone, right at the bottom we've got the zannis in between we have a character called Brigella. it does sound like um Uh, female name but it's actually uh, a boy Brigalla that character is the servant to the masters and the master to the servant so in modern terms he'd be your 2IC he's kind of the secretary um, middle management that type Uh, then below the Brigalla we have Arlequino or adlequina, Colombina Pulcinella which is a Neapolitan character uh, and then the Zanni and then above the Brigella we have Capitano, Il Dottore Pantalone and then the Lovers which are usually the young children of either Dottore or Pantalone and there's some dilemma, some big problem with them not wanting to marry each other or wanting to marry each other and not being allowed to marry each other. So that's usually the story that follows those characters. You've taught commedia with your students. What have you discovered or what's, what's it been like teaching commedia teaching from your perspective?
0: I've loved working with Commedia. I was one of these teachers you spoke about that are worried that they're going to offend Italians or offend the gods of theatre just by attempting uh, to do Commedia and maybe not doing it 100% perfectly. And I think it is a tremendous theatre style to help any age students understand the physicality of a character, relationships between characters, and and understanding status. In five minutes, students can brainstorm so many different ideas and characters that they can bring to life. It has been a tremendous tool. And I'm so happy I tried Commedia because it's worked every single time. Thank you, Rosa Campagnaro, for joining us today.
1: My pleasure, my pleasure. Can I do a little plug for the business? Can I ask people to like us on the Facha book? Make us some visitor? and on Instagram, which is Makerscene1. So get on the socials
0: and like us a lot. Thank you for joining us today on The Aside. You too. Thanks, Nick. That's all from us at The Aside. We have a range of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that grabs your attention. Please do not hesitate in contacting us at asidepodcast at outlook.com, where you can ask us a question or give us some feedback, and we could respond to you in a future episode. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here and, of course, to Aaron Searle for providing the music. And thank you for listening.